Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome, 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 everybody. It is another edition of At Your Service. Greg Damon sitting in for you tonight here on a beautiful Wednesday night when the rain isn't uh, isn't raining and as usual... Uh, my, uh, I don't want to say my co-host. What do I, what do I want to call you here? I'm best a, friend. I'm a, my, my new your, best friend. Your guide, your mentor in life. You your, know what? You're like my sensei. Your sensei. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Kevin Wheeler has uh, has been kind enough to uh, hang her out for a few minutes so I can badger him. First of all, how did you even know that was Coldplay? Well, because it said about it. It, you're like it said it right here on the. Oh, on it the says thing. it on there. That's your excuse. That's what it said. Coldplay. I didn't even know. That's and that's Coldplay. why I looked at him. I'm like, because we just had this whole conversation about Coldplay. Greg's like, I don't want. And how you're that, the fan don't, club don't manager. Don't give me any of that heavy metal Coldplay stuff. <laughs> I don't want any of that heavy stuff. I only want Kevin Wheeler highlights. All I want. That's what I want. All I want is. Uh, uh, I don't even know what I was gonna say. I was gonna make a joke, and I came at a. Who's a? Who's a guy? Bing Crosby. I do all the Christmas stuff. That's all you wanted. <laughs> Just Bing Crosby, damn it! It's family radio. That's right. It's a it's a talk show, right? Yeah, exactly. Hi, Greg. I had uh, John comedian John Reap asked me that once. So I was interviewing him. He's like, "It's a talk show, right?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Well, it's music. I just figure we uh, that's right. Sing along. Anyway, Kevin. So uh, how's it going? Good, boo, dude, dude. Rewind. I'm out of words today. Well, I know because you, you know, you've been on like uh, what eight hours of radio (laughs) today. It's been like that with uh, the Glover show, and then your show, and then of course my show, which obviously is the best. So yeah, blues playing the best for last. That's right, blues playing right now. Down Uh, two nothing. Are they really playing? Uh, Well, they're down (laughs) two to nothing. Colorado's playing. That's right, and uh, you know it's kind of it's been. uh, I, I always told everybody. That in my circles, like you know, I think Colorado is the best team in the league. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They are big. They're strong. And you know what? They don't dump the puck. They skate the puck in the zone, and they'll just manhandle you all the way. They're down. highly skilled. They're very fast. Um, their best players are probably better than your best players. Right. I think the Blues are deeper, but they're not playing particularly well, and they have other issues. Right. I mean, they're still not a hundred percent with your defenseman. Right. Our defense is is just really porous. And, and even before the injuries, even before Krug was banged up and Scandella, I know he's back, but I mean, these guys have all been banged up throughout sure. the playoffs. Um, at Letty too, like all of those guys have been banged up. Even before any of that, that was the big question about the team. You forgot Bortuzzo's face. Sorry. Oh yeah, God, that's uh, that wasn't fun. But like even before all of that, it was still that was still the question: is does your defense hold up? Right, and will it hold up against Colorado? So you throw in the the injuries, you throw in Bennington going down early when he was playing well, and then just throw in the fact that you're not playing particularly well. You're making mistakes. Um, and I I talked about the. The the uh, play that Perunovic blew in the last game in Game Four, 
where you know you try to jump a play and then you miss. Well, you can't miss against Colorado, right? Because that's turned into bur- a goal. They're going to turn you. They're going to burn you for it, right? And we've seen a couple of times happen today. Defenseman tried to pinch, didn't work, led to a rush. Now they didn't score on that, but it was a golden opportunity to score. And you know when you combine all of that, I mean, you have yourself down three games to one in Game Five and getting your butt kicked in the first period. Yeah, it's a little, uh, little amazing. You know, uh, other than Ryan O'Reilly, well, I want to talk about Jordan Bennington. Obviously, guy, uh, talk about a guy who's made a complete turnaround. You know, I think he's one of those goalies when, uh, when it's a big time game, he's going to step up to the plate, especially when it comes to playoffs. Uh, boy, just, uh, uh, just a tragic event having him. Uh, uh, getting knocked out reminds me of I'll go all the way back to when uh, uh, Grant Fear got knocked out for the Blues uh, by uh, Toronto, and I can't remember the guy's name, the big snapper head. I can't remember what his name is. Uh, was it was it Wendell Clark? No, no, no. Oh. It was a uh, no name. Oh, some dude. Okay. I mean, no, he was a player, but you know, he's a he was a tough guy, and you know, really didn't didn't see a lot of ice time, and I can't okay. remember uh, can't remember what his name is. Anyway, you know, it's kind of reminiscent of that. I mean, I think I think all of a sudden you see the Blues kind of take a gasp of air, like, oh, my gosh, you know, our savior is gone. And uh, obviously tough for uh, Huso to come in, come in cold like that and uh, surrenders a couple goals real real fast. Uh, but Ryan O'Reilly. Talk talking about, about Nick Kiprios. Nick Kiprios, that's it. Yes. According to this story, Chris Pronger cross-checked him into Grand Sure, Fury. and don't forget, Kadri uh, was pushed from behind. With nobody behind him. Correct. Yeah. So. No, that was not good. Right. I don't know about you, but, you know, I followed hockey all my life and played hockey, and I'm pretty sure you know when you can let up and when you don't want to let up. So. I mean, I, I understand. You know, that play is a tough one because I understand when you when you see a puck or an opportunity to score a goal, you're going to go, right? You're going right. to the net. You're yep. trying to make the play. But what I don't understand about it is not – this is not about Kadri. This is about the league, Okay. So if you happen to accidentally leave your stick hanging out to the side and a guy steps on it and falls, you're going to get a tripping penalty. Correct. If you turn and your stick comes up and you hit somebody in the face and they have a little bit of blood, you're getting four minutes. Mm -hmm. Your intent doesn't matter. Right. But if you crash the net leading leading into contact, leading into an injury, it's just a nothing. Right. Regardless, well, I again, mean, it's supposed he, to be a penalty. Right. It's supposed to they be a penalty. But they never call that no. stuff because I guess apparently when you're going to the net, all rules are off. Uh, well, and it is the playoffs. Well, that's the other part. I hate that in the playoffs, too, because you get the same thing. You got defensemen that are sitting there like chopping down trees in front of the net. Nothing. Not, there's no penalty. You can cross check people. It's the playoffs. It's OK. Well, unless you're David Perron and the guy's already on the ground. And well, then, that was cheap shot. Well, come on, man. Like he barely even touched him. No, with no, his no, stick. no, 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 no. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying he, he, you know, he jumped on the dude. Yeah. Well, or maybe we're talking about a different place. No, no. It's the same yeah. play on Kadri. Yeah. You know, he is. I, I think he's like the Brad Marchand of uh, of uh, the Colorado Avalanche. You got to get him out of your head, man. I don't mean you. Yes, because you and I, we don't matter. We can right. have him in our head all we want. Right, but he's in the Blues' head. Oh, absolutely. And he's kicking their ass too. He's scoring a hat trick, and he's in your head. Right, exactly. Yeah, you're right. Marshawn's the great example. Mm-hmm. Except that the Blues got Marshawn because they won that series. Hmm. Yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> I don't think he licked anybody. So no, he didn't. <laughs> best best thing about that series is I'll never forget uh, when uh, uh, the announcer, when uh, uh, the big tall defenseman, uh, what is his name, just uh, just retired this year again. Um, Zdeno Charo. Yeah, Zdeno Charo. When he got hit in the face, and did you call him Charo? I did not. Oh, like flashback Coochie. to your childhood. Exactly. Uh, but when he got uh, hit in the face with a puck, and uh, the <laughs> announcer goes, "He's leaking all over the ice." Yeah, 
That's not good. One of the funny things I've ever heard. Well, you, of course, you would think that's funny, Mister Mechanic. Well, yeah, because you know I it's, fixed. Like, you fixed. Yes, exactly. That's why you think it's funny. You're like, oh, I get that. <laughs> All right, I, Kevin. I didn't know what he meant. I so, was like, I mean, so we got two periods here. Blues are down two nothing. What What do you think is going to happen? Nothing. Are they good. done today? They They I making reservations so. at the golf course tomorrow? I think so. You know, before the series, I I picked Colorado in six. Um, I thought the Blues would put up a couple of tough games, and maybe they will. Maybe they'll come back here, but. You know, e- even full strength, I think Colorado's the better team. But you're not even full strength, and you know they're just playing better than you. Yeah, uh, I don't think that. I don't think this is a crisis series. This isn't. Well, you got to really rethink what you're doing here. I mean, no, you just need to be healthier and maybe be a little better on the blue line, and hopefully not get your goalie run. You're right. Well, Kevin, thanks so much for hanging out with us tonight. Appreciate that here on GameWorks at your service. We're gonna do a little business. I got a bunch of stuff to get to, but uh, thanks for hanging out. Appreciate you're that, the man. All right, thanks, Kevin. Hey, folks, this is KMOX's At Your Service here on a Wednesday night. My name is Greg Damon. We're going to take a quick break and jump right back in it on the other side. Stick around. Welcome back, my friends. KMOX's At Your Service here on a Wednesday night, kind of rainy night outside here in the heart of mid-America. 819 is your time. And uh, we're going to go all the way till 10 o'clock tonight. All sorts of uh, great programming tonight here on KMOX that we're going to get to. Uh, let's just jump right into the program. We're going to talk a little fuel prices. And, I think uh, left. And what we're going to do is we're going to talk to uh, Jay Young. He is an oil and gas expert. He is also the CEO of King Operating, and he's been kind enough to join us here on KMOX this evening. Jay, welcome to the program. Hey, well, thanks for having me, St. Louis. How are, you, how are y'all doing tonight? We're doing pretty good. A little, uh, little rainy outside. I know you're down in Shreveport. Uh, what, at an oil I conference? Right. I don't know. I'm, I am in the Shreveport at an oil and gas conference. That is exactly right. Exactly. Well, and, um, I'm going to I'm going to dinner right now. So, um, but I am I am revved up and ready to go. Listen to your <laughs> and, and and talk to your listeners. I want to know what in the heck is going on. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's just it. You know, here we were a couple of years ago, gas uh, under two bucks a gallon. Now we're well over four. Four fifty a gallon in most places, and diesel flu- diesel fuels going through the roof. Uh, you know, we keep hearing that there's a supply issue, there's a war going on, uh, but oil prices or oil barrel prices have been kind of steady and actually dropping. Uh, it it just it just doesn't kind of make sense to us. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what. And if, and if, and if, if you go to LinkedIn, LinkedIn, you go to Jay Young, King Operating. <clears throat> I'll, I'll I'll tell you why. I mean. I didn't. I didn't say this, but I've been saying this for a long time about the reason why we're we're, we're driving around paying four fifty six dollars a gallon, and the reason why that we're paying that six bucks and seven dollars out in California, diesel's going through the roof. But I'm gonna tell you the reason why is because we're not drilling for oil and gas in the United States. We're not drilling for oil in the United States, and the reasons why is there's there's three reasons why. But I'm gonna tell you right now. Hold on one sec. Yeah, so Ted Cruz did a video, and I did the video. I, I shared his video on my LinkedIn. So if you go Jay Young, King Operating on LinkedIn, you're going to find the reason why Ted Cruz says, hey, this is the reason why we're paying $4.50 in Texas, and in St. Louis we're paying the same for gasoline because when Biden got elected, we're paying 209 and also, when we got it, when we had, when he was elected and he got in office, what did he start doing? Well, he started hurting the pipelines right. and also the strategic reserves. 
and and it just goes through and it's, it's a great video i could have done it better myself but it's a great video just talking about the step-by-step process of of what happens when when government gets involved in the drilling of oil and gas and they 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 want to go electric cars and they don't know what they're doing or uh, i'm not going to turn this into a political show but i'm going to tell you right now there's three reasons why you're paying $5 at the pump. Number one is because of the government. And not only just Biden or, or the national, not, not just Biden, but number one, that's number one. But number two, your, your state governments, we're having trouble in Colorado and Wyoming right now, get permits as fast as we can in Texas. Why? Because, hey, this is what, they, they, they don't want you to go fast. They, they want you to slow down. They want to put you out of business. Colorado wants to put us out of business. They they want to make sure you have the staying power to do it. They 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 slow walk you, and that's another reason why you're paying five dollars, four fifty five dollars at the pump. The third, the second reason is because public companies like Exxon, and, and Exxon makes six billion dollars last quarter. They spend ten billion dollars buying back their stock. They spend ten billion buying back their stock instead of doing what? Instead you have oil prices at a hundred. You have gas prices. Natural gas price eight bucks. They should be drilling. When and economics look incredibly well at these points. These prices, economics are crazy. Why aren't they doing it? Whether or not they're not doing it because of their public and their, their public image. They want to give money back to investors. They want to make sure that that they um, are doing what they call green. And there's a lot of people that are green on their board. I'm I'm not talking about people that are literally green, okay? I'm not saying they're green. Right. Okay. You need the color. I'm just saying that they're, they're they they don't want to drill for oil in the United States. Okay. They don't want to drill for oil in the United States. They but want to, why? Why they, not? They to, we can do it. We can they, do they it clean. Be, they want to do, be clean. Exactly. So they they don't want oil. It's just like all the all the. There's a lot of people in California right now that are we call them, you know, tree huggers. You know, they're, they're just economy. They don't want they don't they don't want to they don't want oil and gas. They don't want gasoline. They don't want gasoline. They don't want lipstick. They don't want anything. They don't want plastics. They don't want cars. They don't want asphalt, I guess, to drive on. They don't want any of that stuff. Why? Because they, they don't want oil and gas. Well, they're they're driving to work, and they're doing all this stuff, and, and it's very contrary to what they're doing, but, but number one. But number, number two is what you're seeing is you're seeing a long, you know, bite with that. You're also seeing public institutions, your endowments, your Blackstones, they've stayed away from investing right now in oil and gas. Why have they stayed away? Because they put hundreds of billions of dollars to work, you know, back in the 2010, 11, 12. And then when they started continuing to do it, 2015, 16, and, and they got caught with a lot of bad investments because they had a lot of debt out there. And so when they have a lot of debt out there, what happens is they, they don't want to come back in the industry because also they not only have – they also have um, um, these people that are green. They have tree huggers, and they just have people that say, hey, let's go find other investments. We don't have to do this investment. We can do other investments. So they go to these other places and, and look for investments. So there's three reasons why we're not drilling for oil in the United States. That's, and I just told you the reasons. Government, public companies, and private institutions aren't coming back anytime soon. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, they will come back at the end of this year when oil prices are crazy and, and gasoline's, you know, $6. 
and you're paying all those heavy prices for that, you you will see them come back because this this road and this thing. I've been on I'm a fourth generation. My great grandfather, you know, had 12 kids, and everybody's in the old business. I love it, and and you're going to see a lot of people that that are going to come back in the industry and start investing again, and then what will happen? Then then your supply will overtake your demand, and then the price will start coming down. It's going to take some time, and this one's this one's different. This one's a lot different than before. Before it's like, okay, hey, we can just go in here and it, it's it's easy to do that. It's easy just to come in here and drill for oil and gas, and you see the cycle, and you go, okay, well, there's the price is low, and and uh, the price is low, so people drill, 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 and all of a sudden the price goes up because there's too many people drilling, and it's, it's over supply is heavy. Demand demand is is going down. All the, the price goes down. It's all about supply and demand. That's all this is. Well, I got to tell you, Jay. It seems uh, it just seems kind of crazy that uh, it it you know didn't ratchet up. I mean, it ratcheted way up uh, with the oil prices. The uh, obviously it started with the barrels of oil. Uh, why we're not drilling in the United States? Why we're not using the pipelines here? Why? Why we're importing fuel for, or uh, ga- oh, excuse me, importing oil from other countries, which takes more time, and not not only that, by the ships coming, they are burning uh, fuel as well, trying to bring the oil over here. It's just a big mess. Um, I don't know what's going to happen, but I tell you what, it's really crippling America. i got about a minute left. Good. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me tell you what. And I also wrote a book, and and Forbes is my publisher, called The Upside of Oil and Gas Investing, and about how how my family grew up in the oil and gas business, but also – how, how do you make money off this? How do you offset some of your losses in your portfolio? Look at the stock market right now. My gosh, we're going through eight, nine weeks worth of worth of losing money in the stock market right now. And who wants to go into real estate with the overabundance of apartments that we have? Who wants to go into the uh, stock market? Who wants to go into alternatives or mini storage? There's not, only gas right now is the best investment that you can make. Go to my website, kingoperating.com. Look me up on the LinkedIn or or anywhere else. But I'm going to tell you, we've got to get back to drilling in the United States. And, and I do believe, this, this is what I do believe, I believe that when oil does go, continues to increase, it was up to $114 a month. All right. And what? natural gas prices are 8 bucks. that we will be back to drilling back in the United States real soon. Hey, Jay, thanks so much for your time. Uh, thanks so much for your time here today on KMOX. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll check you out real soon, okay? Great. Thank you very much. Call me anytime. All Appreciate right. you. That's Jay Young. He's an oil and gas expert from uh, and also the CEO of King Operating. You're listening to KMOX is at your service. Stick around. we got more stuff to come. We're going to talk to Lauren Fix up next. Welcome back, everyone. KMOX is at your service here on a Wednesday night. We appreciate uh, you joining us here on the program as well. Got all sorts of stuff to talk about. Uh, hey, don't forget, it is raining out there. Uh, I got to tell you, folks, on a way in tonight, uh, driving down Highway 70 to the station, so much water on the road, and and folks, you got to slow down. I mean, people just going all over the place, skidding, almost hitting the wall. <coughs> Excuse me, uh, almost hitting the wall. Cars just you know slamming on their brakes. You got to slow down when there's that much. I mean, there's a ton of water on there. Most folks don't have good tires. Uh, just be careful out there. Don't forget your wipers and your lights got to be on as well here in the state of Missouri. Uh, anytime it's raining. So just make sure that you're careful out there. Hey, it's better to be an extra five minutes late than it is to show up on an ambulance. So that's all I'm going to say with that. 
Anyway, let's get back to the program. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some automotive stuff, some more stuff about gasoline. Our good friend Lauren Fix, the car coach, she joins us here on the program. Lauren, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. As I always like to say, I'm just as sweet as ever today. <laughs> I like that. I'll remember that next that's, time we chat. Right. I'm going to give you that. You can use it. I'm going to give it to you. How's that? Oh, gee, thank you. <laughs> well, Lauren, I want to talk about uh, a bunch of different stuff that uh, that we cover. Uh, more importantly, I got to tell you, the biggest reason I wanted to have you on, uh, obviously, gas prices are just killing, killing folks here in uh, in the United States. No matter what state you live in, diesel prices through the roof. So, goods and services are going to be through the roof as well. Uh, but I got to tell you, this is what really caught me. How many times have we talked about ethanol? We've talked about pure ethanol. We've talked about E85, the government wanting to increase it to E15, E20. I seen a sign for ethanol at only $3.99 a gallon. Well, that's the whole thing. You have to be careful when you put that stuff in your vehicle. People think, sure. oh, this is great. No problem. I'll just pour that right in. You have to remember that if you put that in a vehicle that is not designed for flex fuel, you're going to have a very serious issue, and you'll be seeing your favorite mechanic. Uh, ethanol is highly corrosive. So if you just pour it in your car and figure, I'm going to save a few bucks, and I get it. Trust me, fuel is very expensive, and I run a diesel SUV, so I'm already screaming at the pump when I go to fill up. But it, it's really important that you realize that putting it into a vehicle that's not designed as a flex fuel vehicle, it will say it on the vehicle. Uh, what will happen is you'll destroy your mass airflow sensor, your fuel system, your emission system. You'll have engine damage. And people like Greg and I will be saying, oh, boy, come on you're down. getting a very large. Come on down. It's going to be a large bill. You better jump your credit card. Yep, so, absolutely. We had a. Uh, you think you're saving, you're not. Yeah, exactly. And that's just it. You know, when, and, and Lauren, we've discussed this for many, many years. When all the major manufacturers that sell vehicles in the United States says, do not Put anything above E10 in your vehicle, or we will not honor your warranty on your fuel system. True. You know, you know there's a problem. True. Yes, and that includes the E15 that the federal government is trying to get you to buy. So when you see E15, they go, oh, I'm saving a few pennies. You're really not. Again, your owner's manual will tell you what fuel is designed for your vehicle. And I'll tell you a quick story of a friend of mine who's got a, a we'll just say it's a premium vehicle. I don't want to throw any brands under the bus. So there's a reason. Because what happened was he, he was running the cheap gas, and he thought, I'm going to save a few bucks, right? I get it. I understand. But the vehicle says run premium, and he didn't. So he ran the cheap stuff, and the vehicle started running like crap, took it to the dealer, and the dealer said, oh, you're running the cheap gas, aren't you? And he said, how do you know? He said, oh, we can tell, because the engine retards itself to the point that the vehicle doesn't run right. They told him, it says in our warranty that you have to do what we tell you to do or we won't stand behind the motor. So they told him, we'll, we'll let you go this time. We'll clean up. They had to do a full fuel injection system cleaning, which he had to pay for. But he said, if you do it again, we won't stand behind the warranty. And that's coming from a very expensive vehicle, a six-figure car. So imagine that you think, oh, that's only those cars, not mine. Okay, you've got a Honda Civic. They're aluminum motors. They get phenomenal fuel economy. But if it says run premium and you don't, you're in the same boat. So when you're going to buy a new vehicle, some of them run on regular. I try to define that in my uh, when I do car reviews. Sometimes I don't know it without because it doesn't say it. If it doesn't say, then 
it's up to you to make a choice. A lot of people pick the cheap stuff, but they always deliver it to me with the premium fuel. So keep that in mind. It's always going to run best based on what the manufacturer recommends. Right. You know, as I always say, Lauren, and you've heard me say it many times that, hey, look, you know, these car companies, they employ thousands of engineers. They spend millions of dollars on research mm-hmm. and development. If they could get by with a nickel cheaper, they're going to do it. But if they, oh, tell, if they tell you to run premium fuel, there's a reason for that for that engine. And I got to tell you, folks, we see a lot, of, a lot of folks that don't run the uh, premium fuel. It builds up carbon inside that engine. What happens is basically when that engine starts to make the explosion, the carbon's already red hot, it ignites that fuel mixture much faster and tries to push the piston down. That's where, you, if you remember, a lot of cars used to knock when you, uh, when you revved them up real high. These cars today, the computer will control that and retard it, as, she, as Lauren said, and make it run really bad. You don't want carbon inside your engine. It will destroy it. No. So. Right. And it also plugs up your fuel injectors. And what's the cost these days on average for a fuel injection cleaning? You know that better than I would. Uh, you're looking 200 bucks easy here in the Midwest. Easy. Don't forget you have uh, on top of that with cars today have gasoline direct fuel injection. You've got to do air induction cleaning as well. Uh, to remove all that carbon and the fuel injectors. A lot of cars we're seeing 30,000, 40,000, 50,000 miles, and some of these injectors are all carboned up. They have to be removed, sent to a place to be cleaned, if they can be cleaned, and reinstalled in the car. Yeah, and, th- and that's all timed down on your vehicle as well as the cost. You know, it's funny. You know, Greg is a master tech. I am an ASC certified technician. He is above me. He's the master tech. I'm an engineer, so... We go down different paths, but we've known each other a long time. I, I would say he's the golden wrench winner. But when you, you're listening to someone like Greg, and this, I'll turn the tables on you a little bit, Greg. Okay. When you're listening to someone like Greg, you're getting real, honest answers, which you don't always get. So you always want an ASC master check to work on your vehicle because I can't tell you how many exams he takes a year. I take about four. How many tests do you take a year? Uh, well, they expire like uh, every four years, I think, like that. And uh, there's about 16 tests that I take in between those four years with different certifications yeah. that I have. That's crazy. It's a <laughs> lot of knowledge, and it changes every year with new stuff. So when you have a newer car, even if you've got it, my car is five years old, you want someone who knows what they're doing. So Greg is your, your local expert. Uh, I do this nationally, and I try to help people get car smarts because if, if you're listening to what we're saying – you're saving money. I know the cost of gas is hurting everyone. The cost of diesel is out of this world. And be grateful you don't live in the state of Washington because it's pushing $10 a gallon and oh there's shortages. Gosh. Shortages. You know what that means? Yeah, there's no All shortage. those Washington state apples? Oh, oh. oh you know why there's shortages? Because I just found this out today. I'm Actually, my Friday segment will have it on there. Interestingly enough, I found out that uh, there's a, a few of the plants are shut down. They're converting them to biodiesel. Oh, my God. So why that's the case, with, and biodiesel's fine because it will actually run on a diesel vehicle. But that means that there's at least four plants down right now. That means we're running at maximum capacity, and we're about 92% of what we can produce. But there's all kinds of rules and restrictions and additional fines from the federal government. And so what this means is that if you're thinking, oh, well, I don't know, a car... I'm listening to Greg because it's on the radio. I don't have a car. I have an older car. I'm fine. I don't drive that much. I ride my bike. I walk. Everything you buy, everything you touch is somehow connected to the auto industry and to diesel. And you don't think about it because 
trucks run on diesel, trains run on diesel, planes run on diesel, heating oil is diesel, Marine uses something called gas oil, which is a form of diesel. You burn it in your home, potentially, if you've got oil, and you start thinking about all the different applications, and you start thinking, oh, it does affect me, and it really, truly does. So the cost of everything's going up. Food, because it's got to be delivered by truck. Clothing, you order something on Amazon, all that's diesel, everything. So no matter whether you're talking about lumber for a house, but almost every industry touches diesel. So when it goes up, especially when it's disproportionate to gasoline like it is right now. And it went up very oddly, very quickly, because there's some sort of agenda going on, which we've discussed this before. No, I'm a conspiracy theorist. Um, It's going to cost everybody money. And in the end, in the end, this is what the president said, word for word. He seems to like the increase in price of gas. As they say, in the incredible transition Americans must go through, hmm, you can uh, write your, your congressman, your local affiliate people, whoever it is, your representative and the president, feel free to. But they need to know how you feel. And right now it's costing all of us normal people a lot of money. And inflation is going to continue to rise as long as gas and diesel is high. Nope, you're absolutely right. right Lauren, i got to do a little bit of business. Hang with me a few minutes. Sure. All right. Fantastic, folks. On the or with us, we're talking with Lauren Fix, our good friend, the car coach, and uh, some more stuff. I've got some more questions I want to ask her as well when we come back. Stick around. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back, my friends. KMOX is at your service here on a Wednesday night. Greg Damon sitting in the big chair tonight, and we are talking with our good friend, Lauren Fix, the car coach, who's been kind enough to uh, hang out with us here uh, for a few more minutes. Lauren, we got about uh, six minutes left. I wanted to uh, to tell you that I seen in the uh, auto news one of uh, one of my daily Bibles that I try to read. Uh, the auto news says that they are having a surge in buying electric vehicles. Well, surge in interest, not a surge in purchases. And on a global basis, it's different. When you're in Germany or Australia, the cost of gasoline is well over eight dollars a gallon, and it's not a regular gallon. It's four of our ga- four quarts plus. A pint, they call it. It's an imperial gallon, so they're about eight thirty to nine dollars a gallon. So you would be considering possibly an electric vehicle. But a lot of people got to remember: fifty percent of the cars on their road are diesel. So for them to switch is is a big challenge. Uh, for here, it's a different story. It, the infrastructure is not there across the entire country. Where I am here in Buffalo, we do not have any fast chargers. You can have a level two at your house. You can plug into a wall literally anywhere, but you have to keep in mind that it takes forever to charge. And beyond the range anxiety and the charging aspect of like you do with your phone, oh, there's an outlet and a cord. I'm going to borrow someone, you know, to start charging. We all tend to do that. Uh, The grid cannot support all this. And there's going to be a lot of bumps in this road. There's a shortage of lithium, a shortage of cobalt. And and everyone's been talking about this. So before you go and buy an electric car, it works for your lifestyle fine go for it but no no in advance your insurance is twice as high you'll need a place to charge and it's not always open nor is it always free so there are some car brands that include free charging uh, i think volkswagen is one of them i think uh the mach e offers it but you got to remember you got to buy a higher trim level for that in some sure. cases as well but the charger itself is around two to three thousand dollars then it, i had one put in my house two thousand dollars mind you my garage has a lift in it and i have a compressor and everything i couldn't believe it 
And the guy said, yeah, I got to run a, a separate line just for this because of the heat that can conducted across the square has to be specially insulated. So the, the electricians are making killer money off of this. So keep that in mind as well. So if you say, oh, I have one at work I can charge. I've been down this road with journalist cars where I go, I know they're going to have my the university or at a store or whatever, and I get there, someone parked their car and left it, or the unit doesn't work, or, you know, you can only get the slow charge. So keep in mind, it all sounds great on the surface, but when you're inconvenienced and you have to be somewhere, you're not going to be happy. Or what happened to a friend of mine, he got stuck in a, in a Tesla, and he couldn't get out of it. And he called me in a total panic. He's, he's a radio guy on the East Coast, and I do a regular week show with him, and he was so ticked off. He says, I can't believe I'm locked in the car, sub-zero outside, and I can't get out of the vehicle. He finally got out, and he called Tesla, and they said it would take two weeks to pick it up. They had it for two months. When they got back, he called Varum and sold it, and he says, I'm going to buy a new car. I said, oh, what are you going to buy? He goes, I want to shoot the half. He called me back. You know what he bought? An M5, a BMW M5. I went, wow, <laughs> polar opposite there. He goes, I'm done. I'm so done with electric cars. So... Many people that do buy them get very frustrated because we're part of an instant society where you stand in front of the microwave and you're like, boom, it's done. Remember, this is going to take a lot of time to charge, and you don't want super, super, super fast charging because the magnetic field that comes off those charging stations is dangerous to humans. Well, and it so also will ruin your water. battery. Yeah, it degrades your battery. Like anything else. Hey, right, exactly. So I wanted to tell you this. A friend of mine, uh, you know, we were talking about electric cars, and he, <clears throat> this is how misinformed uh, the public is about electric cars and, 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 and things like that. He said to me, he goes, uh, we were talking about it and talking about the charge times. He goes, I, I thought they were all like, you know, you could charge them up in like a half hour. No. No, the fastest I've seen is 800-volt architecture that's on very few vehicles, typically the Porsche Taycan. It's also on the Hyundai Ionic 5, the Genesis GV60, which is all electric. And the Kia EV6, those are the only ones that I know that intervolt architecture. I think the Hummer has it as well. That means you plug it in, and in 30 minutes, you'll get 80% charge. 80%, not 100%. Right. And remember, there's degrading of the battery in really warm days. If it's really hot in St. Louis and it's really, really cold, you're going to lose about a third of your battery life. You're not, you don't lose that with fuel. You lose that with electricity. Right. Also, uh, we had a uh, car dealer that advertises here on KMOX. I just happened to hear him talking about it, talking about his dealership. He's getting some, you know, finally some of the supplies coming back to him. But uh, mm-hmm. he was asked about uh, electric cars, and he said, you know what? The internal combustion engine is going to be around for a long time. He said, maybe my great-great-grandkids will have to make a decision. He said, but, you yep. know, as of right now, it, it is, you know, that's, that's going to be the mainstay. And i got to tell you, the reason we use it, it's the best thing we got. we got about a minute left. Right, and that's true, and it's funny. That's coming from a dealer. And I'll tell you, I've sat with many a CEO of many a car companies in the last few months, and I've asked them, hey, I always say, hey, off the record, because I won't tell you who they are. And I say, what's the deal? And they go, the only reason we're building electric cars is because the government is forcing us to. Otherwise, we wouldn't, because they take a loss. So why are they building them when they're, they're in business to make money, just like any coffee shop, any store, anybody, right? So you can hire people. So they're making them specifically to meet government requirements, or the government finds them millions. So what they're building are great cars, but they're building them very small quantities, and they don't expect to sell as many as they do of their normal products. So keep that in mind. 
This could go away as quick as it comes in. Next administration could go, yeah, the grid can't support it. Bad idea. Let's change. And then all these car companies lose money. So a lot of them are making what they're calling flexible platforms. We just heard that from Hyundai just yesterday. We were at the factory, and they said, we're building flexible platforms that can basically put diesel, gas, or electric in. And I think that's where everybody's going everybody's to go. Well, Lauren, it's always a pleasure having you on the yep. show. Love talking Thank to you. you. For folks who want more information, where can they get a hold of you? She also has a great newsletter she sends out, too. Thank you. Car Coach reports on YouTube, all forms of social media, literally everything from Truth Social to Facebook and anything in between. Whatever you're on, just look up Lauren Fix, L-A-U-R-E-N-F-I-X. All right. Thanks so much, Lauren. We'll talk real soon. Thank you. That's our good friend, Lauren Fix. Hey, we're just about out of time this hour, but we'll catch you right on the other side of news, my friends. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.